Are we rolling? I don't know who I'm asking. I'm the only one here. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> nice to see you again. Uh, back in my home. Uh, today's recording, which you will be viewing in just a short minute, um, was actually in Matthew's house. It was the first time we recorded in the same room in quite some time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was the first time that we video recorded while we were in the same room. So uh, that was interesting because we were just staring at ourselves the whole time and talking, which was nice. I think it probably was better than looking at you people. But, uh, you know, today we're going to get into some of our regular comic book movie review, uh, silly antics, some of our standard anti-social justice warrior philosophies that we, we often get into. Um, I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Enjoy the show. I know I did. I, I'm i pretty sure Matt did. He's not here to comment on that. But, you know, I feel comfortable speaking for him. I think I know him that well. I mean, we're on the show together. <laughs> no, really, though. It's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for joining us. Have fun. Shut up. Big castle, I sue castle. That comes shyboo. Let the party begin. Your ears, you keep, and I'll tell you why. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, man. I broke my back. Look, it's fucking low. You know, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I'm really Mince. Get in here, bro. Can't have me in uh, in stage center here with this. Let's turn the audio up a little bit, so we can sit back, relax, stare at ourselves while we do this. This is this is this is a unique way to do it. We haven't done it like this yet, where we uh, where we're looking in a mirror as we as we converse. I don't like the look of myself. I don't like the look of you either. <laughs> <laughs> I can stare at these pugs all day though. They will. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're here in Matt's house. Um, we haven't been we haven't been together in so long. No. We could just reach out and touch the man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been doing this over Zoom for a while, and um, honestly, I don't even know what we were going to talk about today. We we're doing. Uh, I know there was a UFC last night, but I wasn't able to watch it due to uh, intoxication issues. Yes, there was. <laughs> yeah, there was a big UFC card last night, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you. We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll do. We'll, yeah, do, we'll a do a recap on that one. Yeah, after after I get to watch it. But uh, uh, let's talk about the first odd thing that I have encountered lately. Um, have you seen the movie Serenity yet with our boy Matthew McConaughey? No, I saw. I did see it pop up on uh, online, and I, I, uh, I think I saw it on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and people were pretty. Uh, 
I don't know, divided on it. I well, it was a weird movie. That's the thing. Is like it was. I I've been passing by it, and I was just looking for something to to watch while I was like doing my homework or something. And I got maybe like an hour in, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so movie? it wasn't it wasn't a good homework watching movie. No, it was super duper weird. It was mm-hmm. like it wasn't just like a background movie because it was like uh, it was like a mystery. It was like technology and fantasy fused together. At one point, he has like telepathy with his son. It was super hmm. bizarre. <laughs> you know, I feel like McConaughey is. He had that big resurgence from like 2012 ish, was the time frame, or 2011. Hmm. He had like a string of really good, interesting movies that he did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him fall into like a, a bad pattern, you know what I mean? Right. Well, this wasn't. I wouldn't call this a bad movie. Bad would be a. Uh, bad would be strong wording. But, um, weird. It was just weird. It was almost like Swiss Army Man level weird. Ah, uh, like, okay. Just, yeah, that makes more, that makes sense when you put it like that. I definitely called all the plot twists, like everything that was going on. I was like, I think I know what's happening here. Like the second they gave us any clues, but it was just, I also kind of didn't know what the fuck was going on most of the time. It was super mm. just strange. Um, the way the characters interacted with each other and how they how they behaved, the type of language they used, and of course Anne Hathaway comes in and just overacts the shit out of. She's a you know I just saw her in. Um, my wife was watching Ocean's Eight the other day. Oh God, that must have been a great movie. I couldn't even sit through it. <laughs> it was just so stupid. I mean, it's like anytime they do the whole. Like, it was kind of like what they did with the female Ghostbusters, and it's like, they're like, yeah, we're just rebooting this movie, yeah. but now we've got a female cast. We're getting real crazy. Right. And it's Very like, progressive. It's like, you know, it would be one thing if uh, if they just maybe threw in a new a few new female cast members. It's like, why do you have to make it a thing that it's right. all, It's like, who cares? And, like, the, the characters, there was a scene in the movie where one of the characters... Um, they were talking about something, and then one of the girls, uh, she's all, she was like, uh, she's all, come on, don't be a pussy. And, like, the way she said it was just so, like, it's no, like a, like a I don't forced, know. Like, girl, it was super forced. Yeah. Like, super, like super forced. Like, trying to make a point. Like, don't be a pussy. Yeah, and it's like, I don't, girls don't mostly, most of them don't talk like that. I don't even yeah. know that, you know? I mean, they might say shit like that, but. I can see that in a movie coming off like really. Uh, it, yeah, I think like, it, a, like they were trying to do a thing. It was the it was way like, it was said. It yeah. was it was just like, but there was like that's just yeah, obviously I'm nitpicking, but there was like tons of that throughout mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. movie where they were just compensating and trying to like yeah, girls can be this way too. Yeah, and it's right, like, God. right. Like even girls uh, can be vulgar. Yeah, even yeah. a smart girl is gonna watch that and be like, this is so stupid. Yeah, like this is just so forced. Right, yeah. like it comes off disingenuine, and like we're not really doing this. We're doing this because we're trying to make a statement, not because this is like how we would portray these characters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it was kind of like you know I've been seeing more and more of that online because there's. Have you heard about all this like Captain Marvel backlash? I haven't heard any of the backlash. I know there's like a big uh, you go girl movement behind it. That's like, well that's kind of the thing. There's yeah. um there's all these so there's what happened was is Rotten Tomatoes they have their uh, their audience score where it's the amount of people that want to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. And it used to be at 
and then it dropped all the way down to like 30 percent which is like let's let's make sure i'm not like sitting in the middle yeah. here for a for a <laughs> for a uh for a marvel movie for just any movie that's incredibly mm-hmm. low like typically those scores are going to be yeah. in the 90s like yeah because people would have to go on there and specifically downvote that movie right but what it was is basically a bunch of internet trolls, all these guys. She had made some comments uh, uh, before the movie came out about how um, she wanted the she wanted the, uh, the the people that reviewed the movies and the media tour that she went on. She wanted it to be more inclusive and to include more people of color and more women and less forty year old white men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, which is like. I kind I see where she's coming from in the sense that like okay yeah that's fine if you want it to be more inclusive great yeah but at the same time uh, I'm pretty sure most film critics kind of fall into that category right I they're going to be 40 yeah. year old white men I mean right. critics have always been if you can you could go back to um uh to uh you know like uh, chasing Amy from the 90s kevin smith movie mm-hmm. and there's a line in that movie where um the the, the two ben affleck's main character and and jason uh jason whatever his name is his main character uh they're comic book writers and they're talking about their audience mm-hmm. and they're like our audience is predominantly overage or overweight white men and underweight white men right <laughs> it's like that's just what it is man right that's what well, when you're when you're speaking to a specific audience that's who you're speaking to it's right not, uh I, I don't. You, well, it, th- this was the whole thing that 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 guy, the uh, the Google programmer employee, got in trouble for about. Oh right, that yeah, yeah. That he wrote about women that he was he was accused of being misogynistic when he was. His whole thesis of his paper was that the uh, the subject matter that they're involved in has a certain focus group. Like it's mostly men who do of this course. job. I mean, how it, is it how is it any yeah. different than? So it's impossible that you would include as many women. In right. the work field, you would have to be excluding so many, so many men who do that job and work hard for that job. There would be a, a it would be a much more massive injustice in the inverse. Right. You know, it would it, be more exclusive than it would be inclusive to make that switch. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's like it's so it's so plainly it should be so plainly obvious. Mm-hmm. And it would be like like I do uh, I teach Pilates and it's ninety nine percent women. Right, men don't really do Pilates. That's why he teaches Pilates. <laughs> but I mean, if if I was like, well, I'm I'm only going to start teaching Pilates if there's at least fifty percent men in my class. Of it, people it be like, you're be, an idiot. That doesn't make any sense. You, it would be sexist if you didn't have fifty percent men well, in your the, Pilates class. So that's the ironic, and that's the funny thing about the whole thing is that these uh, like super, I don't even know what you call it. I don't know but these super. Um, like social justice yeah, types, it's a social they're, they're justice trying to word, they're trying yeah. to swing the paradigm one way, but it's in an unrealistic mm-hmm. way, and right. it's it's just kind of alienates people. And it's like you know, it's just like the same thing with you have something like like a Etsy shop or Pinterest mm-hmm. or something. Girls are going to be more into that, right? Just like guys are going to be more likely to work in a fucking coal mine or or work in on a, telephone poles or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they're just it, drawn towards these things for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's the way that the that's, it's, it's a biological, it's biological thing. yeah. And more than... Forget forget it even being biological. The fact is that it, it's the census. Right. It's what they're doing. It's The fact is there's literally more men doing these jobs. We're, right. we're not saying that um, there shouldn't be more women doing... That was actually the other... That was the second part of that paper that the guy wrote. Was It was like 
he was he was promoting the idea of getting more women into that that field to make it more fair for it to be a more even ground. And mm-hmm. fuck it, if that's the message you get from this, hey, women, get into it. Become right. film critics. And then let's include everyone and, and different varying perspectives on the way that uh, criti- on well, the way that movies are critiqued. And that is, that is a good point. And there is, if, I guarantee if you were to do like a, a poll right now of uh, just film critics across the board, uh, male, female, whatever, I guarantee there's way, way more female film critics now than there was in mm-hmm. the 90s or even the, the mid-2000s, yeah. you know? Because if you go on, like, a lot of these... Like, I watch all these things on YouTube, like um, like movie fights. We've got a and... harsh snore going on behind us. <laughs> Molly, calm down. Sorry, these pugs snore pretty bad. Um, all of these things... A lot of these videos I watch online, like movie fights, and it's all film critics, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of female ones now. So it's like... Come on, just fucking do the media. Quit. You're an actress. Just be an yeah. actress. Quit fucking. You know, stop with the shit. Yeah, no, it's it's. <laughs> it's you're not Gandhi. Your job is to fucking entertain. Yeah, people. it's it's not about like changing the fucking world. I mean, portray your message, preach your moral, but don't get carried away with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people take the uh, the fact that they're in the public eye as a like a um not an excuse but like a like a reason why they have to be like well, uh how they why they have to like make their point like, right they think know, that they have a responsibility to and to you know, preach that, their message and that, get get the information out get the get the message out but isn't there something inherently kind of there's almost something inherently obnoxious about it yeah it's condescending it's <laughs> because it's people are already looking at you like and this isn't to say that you know a celebrity hasn't worked hard to get there where they are because ninety nine percent of the time they probably have, but people are already looking at that person like you hit the fucking jackpot like you're yeah. you you made it this is awesome. But, you're gonna tell me fucking. But now you're gonna, gonna come <laughs> in here and you're gonna tell me how I should be living my life. Yeah. The things like, that I should think are important. Yeah, like you're gonna from your fucking pedestal up there. <laughs> yeah, on. it's very obnoxious. So it's yeah. like you're you're treading the line when you do that as a for celebrity. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's some silly shit. Yeah. Um, let me see. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Polar yet? Polar. On Netflix? No. Polar's pretty good. Um, it's uh, I don't I never read the graphic novel, but it's based on a graphic novel. It's uh. Mads, Mads Mikkelsen, Michelson. I don't know how you pronounce. His oh, name. the guy from uh, Doctor Strange. He yes, played the villain. yes, the bad guy on Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, and he's like this old retiring hitman that they're trying to kill him for his pension. Okay, no, I have not seen. It's this. pretty good, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to it's, look this up. It's like just silly enough to make it like uh, to make it work. Like it's kind of. Um, it's really badass, but it's also like just got enough like comic silly vibe to to be like this isn't too much, you know. Neo like, Noir. Oh, it kind of looks like a um, the post. Even the poster kind of has like a comic book anime yeah. type feel to it. Well, yeah, it was a graphic novel. I'm pretty sure. Like that was what made mm. me check it out. It was like based on the graphic novel. So mm. when I I started watching it, I was like, this is. This is pretty fire. It's uh, it was it was a good it was a good watch for sure. A lot of action, and it's on Netflix. Fucking watch it for free, guys. You ain't even got to go to a Redbox for this shit. 
You know what I watched last night? Um, I don't know what drove me to watch this kind of randomly because I haven't watched any of it in a while. But I watched an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't and, go wrong. Well, and yeah, and I, uh, I hadn't really sat through a whole episode in a while, but what made me think of it was there was this, um, this website I go on called Collider. They had a, a countdown of like all the best episodes of that mm-hmm. show. So I watched the one that was voted number one, and it was the Mr. Freeze episode. Oh, yeah? I remember was, how you had your dick all hard for uh, for that last time when we were talking about Really? It. Did yeah. I? For you're Mr. About, Freeze? You're talking about like the emotion and stuff about Mr. Freeze from the Batman the Animated Series. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. We were talking <laughs> about that on uh, one of our previous podcasts. Um, well, yeah. It was like, it was really good. That was kind of what exactly what I was going to say. It was like very... Uh, oh, I'm sorry to, to step on your toes no, there. No, but... <laughs> I think what I was... When I was talking about it before, I was probably like describing it the way I remembered it. Mm-hmm. But after having it like fresh in my mind and really just literally just rewatching it, um, man, it was like yeah, you feel really sad for Mister Freeze. Yeah. It's like you don't was even it, he's not even really the villain in the episode. It was just the regular like twenty minute episode, or was yeah, it the, no, it was the a regular because. I, uh, no, it was the regular twenty-minute yeah. episode. It sounds it sounds so rich. With I think they ended up going and back emotional to, development. It actually was. They crammed. I realized. Well, that's what I realized when I watched it was how good that show was at cramming in a full like narrative story arc mm-hmm. within that little twenty-two minute window. Sure. You know? Yeah, they did. They did. And, I, re- I remember watching. Actually, when I was a kid, I remember watching the uh, the Scarecrow episode uh, and how like it got into. His uh, his parents being killed and how Batman was this uh, distinguished man without fear and that was how and they but they they didn't just like say that and then move on and have that be like what what made the the char- the villain interesting they like established that they yeah they took time and wove that into the character persona and then they had the uh, the villain shatter that by giving him fear and then. Him having to redeem himself and come back. Well, that that show just did such a good job at creating sympathetic villains. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people forget when they're trying to make good villains in movies. Is anytime they take a villain, and this is something I complained about when mm-hmm. we were doing our uh, thing on Venom. Right, right. Was how the villain was so generic and he was just evil for no reason and there right. wasn't any... If you take any great, with the exception of a few, but for the most part, when you have a good movie villain... There's always, like, a reason why they became the way they are, mm-hmm. and they, they, they flesh it out, you know? Right. Um, oh, yeah, Batman is, like, all of his, all ex- his villains always have, like... With the exception of, a, with the, and, and, with the exception, in some cases, of, like, the Joker, where they just make him, like... They do give him backstory, Yeah, but, but for it, the longest <clears throat> time, he didn't even have a backstory. They yeah, just kind of, like... Well, the Joker is, like... I think, like, the main thing with the Joker is supposed to be that he doesn't... There isn't like a real known backstory to him. Like there's a number of different origins. Right. Stories it for could him be. It's kind of like a pick your own adventure yeah. with the Joker. But I think he's supposed to like the the canon concept of what the Joker is is uh, he does like they don't know where he came from. He's just a mystery. Right. He just yeah. Came from fucking nowhere. Well, and I think and he's that's this wild man. I think that's the best version of him like it's still this well, day it fits his uh it fits his persona it yeah fits what he stands because that's part of what, the that's yeah. part of the fun with him yeah is like he's till the this wild day, card just being dropped into the mix yeah and creating chaos yeah until this day when you go on uh they have these really interesting youtube videos where they try and break down how they think 
they dedicate entire videos to breaking down how they think like Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. like what his background was. And they're like, well, right. okay, well he had to have been ex, uh, ex military the way he deals with <laughs> explosives and like, you know, little things like that. Yeah. And then there's, so they have these theories online and I think it was, um, Patton Oswalt had like a really interesting theory where he said that the Joker was actually a, um, he was a, he was a, uh, a rock war veteran who had PTSD and like it this okay. whole like detailed, <laughs> but they have like tons of these breakdowns right. where everybody kind of like, gives in their like serious detail. Yeah. yeah. And just the fact that it's one of those things where like you kind of want to know, but it would ruin it if you knew like it's better yeah. not to know, you know? I mean, there's that vague background in the killing joke that kind of makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's interesting, but also you come out of that book and that book just feels like a closed loop, really. Yeah. Because when it ends, it sort of is like Batman killed the Joker. Like, you don't really know what happened. It's like, if he killed him or not. It just sort of ends with the question. And um, the whole background of the Joker with that is, uh, it's like its own standalone thing. It doesn't really translate into any other any other telling any other like the mm-hmm. the series or the movies or anything so um that's fun for that particular situation but when we get into the the grander scope of like the 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 actual character it's it's just more interesting to think of him as this anomaly yeah that just exists in the batman universe in in the dc universe well, and that's kind of how you have to think about him because there's so many different versions of him, and he's been reincarnated so many like like just like with any comic book character, it's like you don't have just one version of that mm-hmm. character. Like you have, you know, like with Spider Man, you have Todd McFarlane Spider Man, mm-hmm. you have Jack Kirby Spider Man, Steve Ditko Spider Man. Mm-hmm. There's all John Romita Spider Man. Like there's all these different versions of that character right. you know and everybody brings their own you have your general outline basically but everybody kind of brings their own yeah. flavor to it and that's kind of how it is with the joker like at this point you have so many different versions of the joker you know mm-hmm. you have the uh the f- fucking fairly recent one where he like cuts his face on and sews it back on oh, uh, and the uh, death of the family yeah joker. that one yeah. i was reading that for a while yeah uh, i didn't i didn't i never finished it but i got i think i got like halfway through it yeah, it's really good. That's what I heard. It's very, yeah. it's very, uh, it's very intense. Like very, um, like he fucking massacres everybody. He, it's called Death of the Family because it's supposed to be in a later period of time where Batman had kind of become, as the Joker sees him, he'd become soft because he has this series of people. It has like everyone involved <clears throat> as uh, Batman's sidekicks. Um, what is it? It's like Batgirl, and then there's uh, like Batwing, and, and then there's Batwoman, uh, Jason Todd, Batwoman. There's um, three different Robins. Yeah, there's all the different Robins, and uh, just one by one, it just has this little narrative where um, where the Joker is like kidnapping them, torturing them, uh, fighting with them, and then eventually he, in some fucked up way, kills them. So it's kind of like Jason Todding everybody. Yeah. But like, in case Jason you, Todd is one of them. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, he does it to him again? What a dick. Yeah. In case you guys didn't know, back in like the 80s, we might have mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Back in the 80s, they had the original um, Robin, 
who had been with Batman for years, and that was uh, not Tim that, Dick Grayson. That was Dick Grayson who became so, Nightwing. Yeah, so that was Dick Grayson. He had been with Batman for years, and then he went off and became Nightwing, and they replaced him with a new Robin named Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he was like this really smart assy character, and everybody hated him collectively. So uh, they one time did this thing where, at the as the comic was over. Joker had beaten Jason Todd and he was torturing him and yeah, they had a phone a line. Crowbar. The was, crowbar, yeah. yeah. They had a phone line that you could call and you could basically call and say whether or not you wanted this character to die. And they basically like overwhelmingly voted that they wanted this character to yeah. die and they killed him off. But after they killed him off, people were like really pissed about it. Cuz when you just your casual fan when they would hear oh DC Comics killed off Robin, mm-hmm. They would assume that it was the original Robin, not this new annoying Robin. They hadn't read this comic in years, so they yeah, had like no Robin clue. was Robin, right? Yeah, um, and then they got a lot of backlash for that because it wasn't as common back then. Like now, fuck, every character has died and then come back. Yeah, I mean that's like, but they, yeah, they, um, it, it really it added an interesting like angle to the Jason Todd character and how everything went with that because like, they brought him back yeah. and they actually made a really good. It was actually, yeah. and they did the identical, it was funny, around the same time period, because I remember I was reading both of these comics at the time, so when they, they brought Jason Todd back, when Jim Lee was working on uh, Batman in like 2002 or 1 maybe, mm-hmm. and they brought him back, um, they brought him back then, and then they did the same thing with Captain America mm-hmm. around that same time, they brought, and I think Captain America ripped it off of, of the Batman stories, but they brought back Bucky as the Winter Soldier, so it was kind of a parallel. Oh, okay. Yeah. parallel deal that they did there yeah that is kind of similar i don't even really think of it that way yeah but the the captain america one though for me was a little more shocking and a little bit more powerful because that bucky character he hadn't been seen since literally since like i think the 50s yeah. was when his character was killed off so that character hadn't been seen at that point in like 50 or 60 yeah. years like the actual the actual like, character the, he i mean he remained dead yeah. for a long fucking time um, whereas the Jason Cod- Todd character, it was like maybe 15 yeah. years or something like that, but still pretty interesting. Yeah, it's still, it's still made like an interesting story. Like there's a good, uh, there's a really good Batman animated movie based on it. Uh, the Under the Red, the Red Hood. Hood. Yeah. yeah. Under the Red Hood was really good. And then, um, didn't mean to rhyme there, but it's great, right? <laughs> I can't even help myself. Sometimes I just freestyle. You know? Uh, but, uh. The uh, Batman Arkham Knight game that was the mm. that was the whole under the Red Hood story. Um, you know what's weird about Batman is that Batman in a uh, if you think Batman uh, of him in his most successful incarnations, right? Arguably, the two best Batman stories are Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and Batman the whole Arkham series of video games did like a really good job of serializing yeah. it and putting it in this concise kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Christopher Nolan did his thing, but it was very much, that was almost like a weird kind of Batman hybrid. It was too, um, because it, was, it was too realistic. Yeah, I was going to say. Made, it like, was, too much of a... Um, I mean, it was Batman, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know what they, I mean? They made too much of like a, if Batman was real. Exactly. Thing. And Batman's not supposed to be real. Batman's right. supposed to be like a gothic... Yeah. Like... <laughs> hey, shit. Stop that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Batman's supposed, Batman's supposed to be like a gothic, sort of almost cartoony kind of... Like, um, 
Like the Tim Burton, I feel like that got like the essence right. It just wasn't the t- the Tim Burton Batman's. Um, I just feel like they didn't. It, it was do sim- that good of a job. That's yeah, no, no. Right. It was similar to um, just like Christopher Nolan's Batman was. This is Christopher Nolan's Batman. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton's Batman was. This is Tim Burton's Batman. Right. Like it was very much. They they went into it and they really made it their own. They right. didn't really. Um, <laughs> Guys, stop. Let me shut this window. Yeah. Pug problems. Yeah. Pug life. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's renditions. It's its own, uh, their own style. Uh, you take this character who's established, and then you put it through the lens of, uh, of these visionary directors, and that's what they came away with. I like, for, for Batman, I feel like the universe that Batman resides in is more similar to the way that it was portrayed in the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, for sure. But the, I think the Tim Burton movies were more uh, more campy. So who than, you, le, less uh, less yeah. dark and more silly. They were they they know. started to progress. Well, with the Batman uh, Batman Two Batman Returns, they mm-hmm. got a little darker, I think. But it was like a weird. Batman Returns was a weird movie. When you really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, and there was a lot of, um, it wasn't even really a, a kid's movie when you think no, about it. No, no. Well, I don't there think, was, none of them were kid's movies. I remember even as a kid watching that movie knowing that there was a lot of, like, sexual undertones mm-hmm. with him and uh, Catwoman's character. Yeah. It was very, like, just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt sleazy. Felt, yeah, it, was, it felt sleazy. It just had, like, a... But it had this weird, like, rigid tone to the characters. Like, the, not not just how Batman couldn't move in his suit. <laughs> like, that yeah. That made things difficult to follow. But uh, just the way that the characters interacted, it didn't seem to have, like, a natural flow. No, like, no. And I think we had talked about this before, <clears throat> how it felt like a, a play come mm-hmm. to life. You right. know? It's yeah, very yeah. big and it's very... But yeah, it didn't. It didn't feel real by any mm-hmm. means. It was just like a big cartoon, like you right. said. Um, is that the one where I can't remember if it was in that or if it was in Batman One? Doesn't matter. Same universe. <laughs> but there's that scene where uh, the robbers come in. I think it was from the first one. These like robbers come in, or some of the goons, and then Batman. Uh, he's in Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He's as Bruce Wayne. He's not wearing a suit, and he pulls out a uh, one of the what do they call those? Those poking sticks for the fireplace fire poker fire poker yeah he pulls out a fire poker and he's like you guys want to get nuts i can get nuts and he like slams it on the ground do you remember that i do i do it's michael keaton going you guys want to get nuts and it's like the stupid like you just can't take i love michael keaton in those movies oh yeah you can't take fantastic he's he's in a weird uh he's hard to take seriously as a badass but 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 (laughs) and did you see him in spider-man far from home as the vulture I didn't see Far From Home. I saw the... Uh, He's fucking good in that. Yeah, I saw Homecoming. He was Homecoming. Yeah. Sorry, not Far From Home. I was thinking... I was going to say, he was great in and, Homecoming. And in Homecoming, dude. <laughs> yeah. The car scene where they're where he's dropping... Uh, uh, Peter just so happens to be going to the, uh, the dance with on, his daughter or okay, whatever. Yeah. And he's driving him in the car. Oh, and they had that little, like... That little moment where they realize who they are. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, then Michael Keaton kinda, like yeah. turns around and looks at him, and he gives him the talk, and he like, but he he, give, he tells him he he's giving he him is. like the talk. The talk. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he knows he figures out who he is, and he's like, "I'll kill you and your whole family." Yeah, and like fuck, he's good in that movie. Yeah, he he fucking nailed it. Yeah, Michael Keaton's such a good actor. I fucking love Michael Keaton. Yeah, always have. 
Michael yeah. Keaton's a great actor. He, I really, you know what? I think an underappreciated aspect of Michael Keaton's acting is how good his. He's not like really, really outwardly funny, but he has really good comedic timing. <laughs> you know what I watched? Yeah, he does. You know what I watched recently that this reminds me of is uh, I watched an uncensored version, and that's that's really key. I watched an uncensored version of um, Beetlejuice. Ah, okay. Now, have you yeah. ever watched Beetlejuice not on, like, the USA channel or something like that? Yeah, actually, you, I have a I lot. Ju- I, didn't, I didn't realize how, like, vulgar and how, like, gnarly that movie is. It is. <laughs> Beetlejuice was, like, my brother's favorite movie. Yeah. So here's when we were younger. It was great. It was so funny. Dude. When we I were younger. how fucking funny that my, movie is. On VHS, my brother would watch Beetlejuice on repeat. Uh-huh. I would watch Terminator 2 on repeat. That was like our two major movies. I I can't even. I couldn't even count. I would watch Terminator Two. I'd watch it once, pop Uh it in, rewind it, watch it again. That's right. Watch it over and over. Um, Yeah, Beetlejuice is like, especially too back then in the eighties because movies were uh, a lot of the shit. I didn't. A lot of the stuff that wasn't censored out. I didn't get it when I was a kid. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't get the sexual content as much, but like, and that's kind of like Tim Burton is actually for his um for he's kind of I feel like Tim Burton is almost kind of goofed on now because uh, just because it's like it's he's so stylized. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you you see yourself become like a parody of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. But. Um, he's so good at that. He's so good at including those sexual undertones mm-hmm. and like he's he's especially when he was in his prime, like when right. he did Pee Wee's Big Adventure and he did. Uh, <laughs> I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's Pee-wee's one of my Big favorite. Adventure is huge. That's one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. Um, but he just he he's so good at taking making. Here's how I describe Tim Burton. Right, you have an infomercial. You've and got it's an like, infomercial. It's an infomercial. Let's start there. It's an infomercial, right? And you know how infomercials, especially like let's say a late early two thousands, late nineties infomercial, where everything's super bright and they're like, "We got the sham wow," and everybody's <laughs> like, and then sometimes you'd see these infomercials, right? And then uh, they would be like, they. I remember they had this one where it was like this blade, and they would like carve through meat and stuff. It's Tim, a Ginsu knife. Yeah. Tim Burton would be like, you have one of those bright infomercials. But Tim then Burton the, is a knife that could cut your shoe in half. No, no, no. So you have one of those bright infomercials, but then the guy just the guy in the infomercial just takes the knife and stabs the person next to him. That's like Tim Burton. He's so good at presenting this big, bright mm-hmm. painting almost, but then including this really, really dark, dark subtext. Yeah. You know? Well, <clears throat> that was like Edward Scissorhands, like in a, you know, just with a bow on it your your whole your whole impression that you made there just like the bright... <laughs> i could have just told you guys that it's like edward scissors yeah that would have made that would have made plenty of sense and plus most of you watching or listening have definitely experienced edward scissor hands yeah it's that pastel neon neighborhood all the houses look the same the streets basically just like a um it's like a. It looks like a fucking board game. It looks like you're in Candyland yeah. or something. And Edward Scissorhands and, is probably the best example of that. Yeah. The contrast between the bright pastel mm-hmm. neighborhood, but then like but, the dark. Yeah, but he he makes the dark almost the dark shit almost um, innocuous in a way because it's it's like cartoony. It mm-hmm. has this sort, of, but it, it is still dark. It's still like evil and mm-hmm. uh, dangerous, whatever feel that you want to get from it. But it, um, but it has this sort of like swirliness, <laughs> yeah. Like this kind of uh, 
He almost kind of invented his own genre in a way. For sure, he did. He definitely he definitely created that style. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that was a thing before he was around. No, not that I can think of. I mean, there's there's had to have been other things that he. I'm sure if he had a real, you know, deep film geek here, he could probably tell us exactly where he pulled elements of his we stuff could, from. We could but, Google it, I'm sure. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, Off the top of my head, no, I don't see anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's very unique style. Yeah. Um, so who is, I mean, since we're on the, we were talking about uh, Batman and all of his different incarnations, who is the uh, definitive Batman by your standards? Michael Keaton all day. If I'm going off, for me, honestly, we haven't had a good Batman. I don't really think we have. I that's see, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So th- that's actually that's perfect. You said that because yeah. I was trying to remember the point I was getting to with the Batman thing, and that's what it was. Yeah, it's amazing to me that in all of Batman's incarnations and all the different Batmans that we've had, I never feel like we've gotten a real definitive one. And there's you know? so many. I feel like there's so many people who could have been. I know a good that's the disappointing just, thing. Uh, like I feel like there's elements you could pull from from each Batman mm-hmm. that are good. Like with Keaton, I feel like it was just his overall... Um, I feel like he played the best Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I was going to say that exactly, yeah. actually. He was the best Bruce Wayne. He had that, like, cool, charismatic, funny, like, you know, rich guy. Kind yeah. I feel like, just good at that, you know? Yeah, he, he was just the best but, mix. But then, uh, you know, you had... Their, uh, but he just wasn't viable as a Batman. And no. also, in the Tim Burton movies, the worst thing about them was that the Batman... The, first of all, the action in him was, like, non-existent. Right. And the the Batman suit, the fact that it was, like... He was, like, a fucking mummy. Like, he couldn't fucking yeah. move. Like, Batman has to be, like, a ninja. <laughs> how, how did you feel about Val Kilmer as Batman? Uh, honestly, I watched that one less times than... I think any of the other. That's ones, kind of so. a hard one. I feel like it's yeah. it must have been forgettable because I just don't remember yeah. much about it. I don't. Remember. I, I remember him coming off very almost kind of geeky because he wore mm-hmm. these glasses. Right. He, he, see, like, he was he was like really reserved as a yeah. as a Bruce Wayne. Like, he wasn't he was charismatic enough to like, be a yeah. Bruce Wayne. He w- he wasn't very outspoken or anything. He just seemed like he was this rich guy that people keep talking to because he has a lot of money and they care what he has to say because he has a lot of power and authority. With that money, it's Christian Bale. He was a uh, he was a solid Bruce Wayne. I feel he just like... seemed like I don't know. Like I get that he was supposed to, but he seemed like he was like trying hard to be Bruce Wayne because they were expressing like how he's like you have to put on the act and everything, mm-hmm. and so he would like play that character, but he threw like he threw like another layer of acting over it. Yeah, to play. Batman playing Bruce Wayne and it became very uh I don't know. It just, I'll it tell did, you it what didn't, it didn't work for me. C- Christian all. Bale was probably my least favorite Batman. Yeah. Because that voice, man, who let him get away with that? The voice. I don't know. Who fucking let him get away with that? Who how could they not think they of like, the most you know obvious Do it. That was one brilliant thing that the uh the uh the oh, Batflix the did. The, they put the voice um, yeah. box, yeah. And I remember even watching that's way cooler. Batman. It sounds I know super it sounds cool. awesome. It's way cooler. I remember even watching Batman Begins and the whole Nolan trilogy and the entire time from the very beginning. I was like, this guy's like a multi fucking zillionaire. Why doesn't he just get a voice? Why doesn't he just get a voice? Uh, the first thing I thought of was Scream when they use the voice changer. Yeah. Like just get a On the fucking phone, voice yeah. changer. Um, and yeah, and in uh, in um, in uh, in the the Bat flick Batman, 
they actually made it sound really cool. Did you call it the Bat Flick? Bat Flick. The Bat Flick. So now that we're on to Bat Flick, Ben Bat Where does he rank as Batman? I think people gave him way too much shit. I don't think he was like horrible. He was fine. He just wasn't. He was okay. He wasn't good. He just wasn't the right. Tr- ben Ben no. Affleck is just not inherently like dark enough to play that no. character, or good enough at acting. Ben Affleck. <laughs> here's my thing. All right. You give Ben Affleck the right role because there's movies that I absolutely love Ben Affleck. Yeah. In. There is, but... Like Geely. <laughs> yeah, like Geely. <laughs> but there's movies that I hate him in. The movies that I love him in, I really like him. I love him in Good Will Hunting. Uh-huh. I love him in Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. I love him in... The Mall Town. Rats. The Town. The Town. He was great in The Town. I love him yeah. in The Town. Mall Rats. He is. I do like him in Mall Rats. He plays a yeah. douchebag remarkably well. Um, what does he say? What does he say on uh, the town? He's like, we got to go somewhere. We're gonna hurt some people, and you can't ask me. Yeah, any and questions Jeremy Renner pops so, up, and he's like, okay, you drive it. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's and Andy directed that one too. If man, it's a it's a bummer too when you think about it from that perspective because Ben Affleck was on such a roll. And him jumping into, I, I beg you anything. There's big shoes to fill being Batman. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. He had already failed at Daredevil. And yeah. he was probably oh, like, all God. right, now we've got a bigger character. Which, to be in his defense, though, I don't think that... It's not his fault that he yeah, failed I was gonna Daredevil. Say, Daredevil was an awful movie. Yeah, I was going to say... And I, it, it didn't it didn't sink uh, it didn't sink Colin Farrell's career. No, no. Colin so, Farrell was great, actually. I, I don't... I loved he, was, he, was, he was funny as... that. Okay, I'll tell you what. That bullseye oh, in Daredevil... That bullseye belonged in a fucking Tim Burton movie. That was Tim Burton. Yeah, that was a Tim Burton-esque Daredevil, and I I liked it. Speaking (laughs) of which, you gotta watch the last season of Daredevil. They, no pun intended, they nailed bullseye. Yeah, no, they did. And that pun was 100% intended, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this. We we did talk about this. Yeah, we did. did. Yeah, because they fucking, if you guys haven't seen season three of Daredevil, it was was great. They did bullseye about as good as you could ever do bullseye. I mean, it was pretty yeah, fucking they, incredible. They really got in deep with his character, his psyche, and how mm-hmm. he became Bullseye. And the way they intertwined mm-hmm. it with Kingpin was mm-hmm. just like, it was fucking great. Yeah, it was it was spectacular. Um, all right, so moving forward from Batflick, mm-hmm. who do we cat? Well, I know we've talked about this before, but we never really got down to the nitty gritty. We ever had an answer. Yeah, uh, who is going to be our next Batman when we, when Matthew and I cast the upcoming Batman series? <sighs> It's hard because you know what you know what makes it really hard for me is that when I envision Batman in my head, right? I picture I just like can't contain my erection. That no. <laughs> that but also I picture I think you know you know what I think it is? I think it's instilled in me from Batman the animated series. That character, he's like this archetypal probably looks like he's what, like thirty Christian Slater. That's our next Batman. <laughs> so that Batman in that in that series probably looks like he's about thirty between thirty seven yeah. and thirty eight years old. So he's a late a, late thirties, aged man. Yeah, um, probably like six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds of mm-hmm. solid muscle. Oh, solid like, muscle! You have not... this ideal in your mind of what this guy should be, and it's hard to fill that. Yeah, I mean, there's no actor specific, that's going to fit that. He has a perfect... specific face shape and everything right. that it's it. It's got to be that guy, right? And he's out there. We just got to find him. I know, man. I'll do I can't it, Matt. think of any. Actors. I'll be back. I really can't think of any actors off the yeah. top of my head that would. Uh, I'm having trouble with it. Some people. There was a. There was some. Um, some. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
People were saying that what the fuck's the dude's Oscar Isaac? Some people were saying Oscar Isaac. What the for fuck a is an while. Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac was in Drive. Um, he was in uh, the Star Wars movies. I'll pull up a picture of him so What's you he can in see. Drive. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. No, he was fucking not, no, no, not even a little bit. They, he was in talks to play some role. Um, if they make this fucking guy Batman. I'll kill him. I I'll do, assassinate him. <laughs> I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, but he's but, not Batman. But he's not. Yeah, he's not Batman material. They got to go. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. Um, fucking what is that movie called about the robot? The uh, oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. He Man. was the Ex Machina guy. If you guys haven't seen that? Watch that. I love the dance that movie. scene. Just gets me going. The dance scene is hilarious. <laughs> it's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like. Um, He's just, like, you know, you're, you're wasting your time talking to her, like I told you. Yeah. But you wouldn't be wasting your time if you danced with her. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and, and then he's like, one of the one of the guys says something to him, or he's like, um, somebody says something about tearing tearing me apart or tearing something apart, and he's like, why don't you watch me tear up this fucking dance floor? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's that that's a fucking good, really good yeah. movie. Yeah, really that's a, fucking. Good. It's a really good movie, and, and it's weird. It's just like two or three people are actually in the movie. It's trippy. the whole time, and it's. It doesn't um, really need anybody else. They make it work. It's super good. And it, it took me forever because I felt like I'd never seen that guy before. But he's like the oldest Weasley brother from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, the, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. That's a Dom, 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 Dom yeah, Gleason or he, Dom Gleason. I don't know what the that's fuck his, his name. name is. And he's uh, he was the guy. Uh, he was on uh, The Revenant. Yeah, he was in uh, he was in Star Wars, too. He was in a lot of shit. So it's Dom Hall Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason. Look, I can't even I can't even begin Dom, to wrap my Dom Domnall Gleason. Yeah, yeah that's I was him. gonna say I can't wrap my head around spelling that name, but uh, yeah. Hey, this guy! I tell you what, this Domnall Gleason character, this guy would make a good Scarecrow or Riddler. I could see him playing both. Yeah, I could see that. Look at right he, there. That's the Riddler, dude. With his hair all fucked up like that. No. He's like balding. You know who that is? That's a Mad Hatter. Dude, that's a Mad Hatter. He actually could play a whole slew of Batman villains. He really could. Honestly, I could see him being the Joker if they dolled him up the right way. Yeah, that crossed my mind as well. He could play any one of those fucking characters. Yeah, he, he's great. And you know what is uh, is I'm really worried about that's coming out soon is <laughs> is the uh, the Joker movie with um, yeah man with uh, fucking uh, how what how are we for, Phoenix Walking Phoenix yeah, yeah we were both drawing a blank on that one that's um, <laughs> yeah yeah man. it looks so bad it looks so bad it looks like it's shot with like a fucking iPhone. Yeah, it how looks, do you? Uh, it you know I don't know. It looks like a Steven Soderbergh movie. Like it, it does. looks really bad, God, dude. You nailed it. It does. It looks just like a Steven Soderbergh movie. And know. you know Steven Soderbergh has done some movies that I like, but I don't know if I want him doing my Joker movie. No, I don't want him to do um, like a movie that I I need to be like visceral and exciting and kind of like I I get it that it's psychological. But uh, Steven Soderbergh does some pretty shitty movies too. Like, He's did pretty you hit see or miss Unsane? For me. It was fucking awful. No, I didn't see that. It was so bad. Like, randomly, Jay Farrow pops up, and he's, like, a main character in it. <laughs> the last Steven Soderbergh movie I saw was um, Logan Lucky a couple years ago. Oh, it was Logan, okay. Logan Lucky, that was... Uh, 
the one um it was Channing Tatum. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was yeah, it was okay. It was, a, it was actually funny. That was a good movie. It was way better than Unsane. Unsane fucking sucked. Um Steven Soderbergh's filmography, man, it's kind of a he's got an interesting filmography. I didn't know he was Ocean's Eleven. I always forget he did all of those movies. Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. He's kind of known for that because remember, I remember seeing this movie way back in the day, Out of, out of sight, sight with George um, Clooney. Yeah, it was with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. And um, the thing that always stood out about that movie to me, um, George Clooney is doing time in the movie, and they have a prison mm-hmm. scene, and he's doing time in Lompoc. Oh, really? <laughs> they call it Lompoc. Lompoc. They always um, do. Lompoc. Yep. Two years, uh, Lompoc. But I'll yeah, die before I go, because I guess well, I guess Lompoc is like a white collar prison. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's doing time in Lompoc, but uh, that actually out of sight was a really good like. It's like kind of like the quintessential Steven Soderbergh movie because yeah. it's like the he plays a bank robber. It's kind of like the the sexy heist type. Yeah. You know his whole fucking thing. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. Todd Phillips is directing that Joker movie, the guy who did uh, The Hangover and fucking okay. yeah. all those. He typically does comedies. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but it just looks really like, it looks really raw. It looks like it was filmed on an iPhone. Actually, it looks worse than if it was filmed on an iPhone. It looks like it was filmed with like a disposable camera or something. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Todd Phillips, if you guys saw Old School, he directed that. And there's that scene where that He's guy shows up and he says, I, I'm here I'm for here the gangbang. Here for the gangbang. The guy <laughs> with the him. mustache. That's him. That's Todd Phillips. He's also He also has a uh, moment in The Hangover where he's like going down on some girl in the elevator. Isn't that what happens? Or... I think she's so. Going down I think it was in or... deleted scenes or something. No, no, no. They go into the elevator. Oh no! And he's in, oh, in the Hangover. Oh, hey. Yeah, I was thinking of old school. Yeah, that is yeah. in the Hangover. Um, yeah, he's Todd Phillips is pretty hit or miss too. Because if you go through this, he has some really good ones. Like he directed uh, Old School. He directed. Actually, this is a comedy I forgot Starsky about. Starsky and Hutch was funny. Starsky man. and Hutch was so funny, and I feel yeah. like nobody ever talks about. Tell you it. what, I like your blonde friend there. He's <laughs> so fucking funny. Starsky and Hutch is hilarious. Um, fucking, uh, they go to the prison and it's fucking Will Ferrell. He's yeah, just, uh, he's yeah. drawing dragons. Oh, I'll man. tell you what, they like call him the dragon there. Yeah, yeah, they call him the dragons. He's the um, and he has a good tattoo he artist. His nipple. Like, right? He's got him. Yeah, because he has yeah. a dragon. On, he has him put his nipple <laughs> up against the thing. Yeah, God, that movie's so funny. Funny. Um, yeah, so he's pretty hit or miss. Um, but he's due doing date. everything. I love due date. Due date's so I've great. never saw that's the one with uh, Yeah, oh you haven't seen that? With no. uh, Zach Galifianakis and, and uh, um, Downey Jr. And Downey Jr. Dude, no. it's so good. For I'll like a buddy that. comedy. I'll fuck have to yeah. Watch that. You should um, watch it tonight. Well he we should watch it. He's doing uh together. He's, he's heavily involved <laughs> in uh in uh the Joker because he's directing. But uh Bradley Cooper is involved. He's producing it. Fucking Bradley Cooper, man. That guy's in everything. Yeah. He's got his finger he's, in the pot. He, yeah, he is. Uh, he 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 drank the Kool Aid for sure. He's he's fingering Hollywood right now. Yeah, all of Hollywood. he's got his fingers and his penis in Hollywood. You know, all the way. Uh, if you look at the cast for the upcoming Joker movie, they've got De Niro in there. That's pretty much what. It. Yeah, De Niro, <laughs> well, that's, that's the whole De Niro. cast. You know what? That's the talk show host. It doesn't, doesn't really, even have a name. <laughs> it doesn't really mean a whole lot these days because Robert De Niro has done a lot of fucking stinkers after um, after Grudge Match. I, don't, I think he just ran out of steam. Yeah, I think that. Was, look at this. Brian Callen has a role in the upcoming That's Joker Javier. movie. It's Javier. I could see Brian Callen playing a Javier. Yeah, I could almost see Brian Callen playing the Joker. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he, he he could be like a weird, bizarro version of the Joker. I don't know about bizarro. That may be going too far, but definitely like a weird version for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a different like a different angle, a different take on the Joker. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with uh, the Joker. Um, yeah. I don't know. Big things, man. Big things. Um, there's some other... Uh, we got Avengers Endgame coming up and like... Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's it's literally like less than two months away. Yeah, well, it's it's next month, man. We yeah. got that. Well, we have that. Uh, we have that marathon coming up. Yeah, I've done zero. No, I can't. I know I've done a lot of training. I'm, I'm glad to hear you admit to that because I'm pretty behind. But I <laughs> no, I I could run. I could run a. Uh, I could run a half right now, probably mm. without stopping, because I've been doing a shitload of jump rope. Yeah. Um. So like my foot. Uh, my foot durability is really good right now. My ankle, my my calves, they they would all hold up pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I just got to get in the habit of running. It's just you know what, man. Preparing for that marathon last year, uh, it sucked. Yeah, it's not a fun thing to prepare for at all. No, no, it's so what monotonous and boring. Just doing tons of running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, fuck, man. Um. I, I got really sick after I went to the mountains mm-hmm. and I came back and I like I basically just lost all my cardio like I was doing really good I was pretty consistently running like five to nine miles um, at a time and then I I got sick when I went to the mountains when I came back I just like didn't run for a couple weeks when I started running and I had like fucking zero cardio so I've been building back up from there isn't it a bummer but, how easily you lose your cardio when you get even just a oh, little bit older man. god it just goes I, right the fuck away <laughs> I could literally I'm telling you dude when I was like when I was running a lot when I was like 19 I mean from the time I was like 16 to the time I was like 23 I would run all the time and back then I would only need maybe three runs to get in running shape. Yeah. I'd have the first one. I'd be pretty sore the next day, but then I'd recover. Then I'd have the next one. I'd be a little more or a little less sore. And then by the third run, I was good. Yeah. It did. I realized how fucking long it took me this last year. Yeah. It was like a solid month and a half. You just gotta, you have to stay consistent, dude. That shit just, once you, you take a break, that shit falls right off. And the thing was too, it was, uh, when I was running, when I back then I was 170 pounds or 175 pounds, and then now you know I float uh, around like 190, and just having that, even just that little bit of extra weight, mm-hmm. even though it's muscle, it's just extra weight still, yeah. and it's just harder on your body. Sure, yeah, um, for sure. Well, so, we we've talked about this before. Yeah, when we talked yeah. about heavy weights and stuff about how being bigger is more stress on all your systems. So that isn't just your joints and everything. That's your heart too. Your, yeah. your heart has to pump more blood, more oxygen to bigger muscles. Like when your body is just more massive, this is you fucking little people think you're goddamn lucky stars. How little blood you have to pump around. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you think it's easy being this big running a lot. We're about the same size having all this muscle Mm-mm. trying to pump, Pump blood to all this muscle while we're running around everywhere. Yeah, Mm-mm. what are you doing? We're doing, we're doing chest. Mm-mm. All right, chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a that's a real thing though. I mean, muscle, fat, whatever you fucking got, it's all putting weight and strain on your uh, on your cardiovascular system, your your ligaments, your bones, uh, all of your um, your your supporting fucking frame. Like when I run, my fucking feet get fucked up. 
We've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. But that's like that's not a little people problem. Little no. people can run for fucking days because they don't have two hundred pounds slamming into their fucking really poorly constructed feet with their hundreds of little bones. When we first got Lily, now she's still a pretty hefty girl. If you look at her, she can is, she can run for days. She's not a tiny pug by any means. But she's got some fat on her belly. But when we first got her, she was so overweight. Yeah. My mom she's just She's a big girl. My mom just fed this like, dog. Like non-stop. a pug with a little, little meat on her bones though. <laughs> my mom just fed this pug nonstop. She was I swear to God, dude, she was like twice this. She was just like She was a marshmallow. But I took her, I molded her. She's got some pecs on her. Mm-hmm. She's you got, got her working out. Get her, get her on a side profile here. She's got some developed. She's got some. She's lats. got a little shape. Hey, look, you know, she's got some. Her lats. chest sticks out more than her belly does. It and does. I think See, that counts yeah. for a lot. That didn't happen before. She got some rolls. Don't get. She's, she's looking a little at me with so much shame in her eyes. <laughs> she's a little self-conscious about her. Of course, roles. she is. I would be. But you know what? She's she's doing good. She's. If you were it doing this with me, I would be self-conscious. She's turned it around. All right, you can go back to sleep here. She's turned it around. And if you can't see what's going on behind me, that's who's snoring. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pug action here. Yeah. Um, well, with Avengers Endgame coming out so soon... Um, well, what reminded me of the marathon is that it's coming out yeah. like the same day. And so. there's... and Yeah, I don't... Uh, there's no... They're so secretive about this fucking movie. Nobody knows yeah, anything about nothing, it. there's nothing... Yeah. Um, they barely released like one teaser trailer. It makes me wonder if they're even going to release like anything. I don't think they are. And I wonder if you know. Do you think they are? <laughs> what? Uh, if they're going to release any like a major trailer leading up to it because they still yeah. haven't given. They're so, you know what they're probably it's waiting getting really for... close, but they're probably waiting for like like release week. Well, it's going to get like no, no, really no. close. You know what they're doing? There's some kind of. A... There's some kind of a spoiler in Captain Marvel, I think. So I think they're waiting for that. Captain Marvel comes it. out this weekend. Oh, does it? Yeah. Um, hmm. So yeah, that's. Did you hear that? You know they had to get a butt double for Brie Larson on that movie. Brie Larson doesn't look like she has much of a butt. She has a doesn't, pancake. Doesn't butt. surprise me. They had to get a butt double for her. That is hysterical. Let me see if I could find poor it. Brie Larson. I don't know what how she suddenly became the most famous person in the world. What Isn't it weird there? how that happens sometimes? It's and like who, they just who decide. fucking decided that Brie Larson's the best? Like that she's just got to be in everything. I got nothing against her, but she just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like horribly it's fine. Either. It's just it just looks like a normal butt. Like they needed to have somebody with like a perfect butt or what? Um, I just guess they wanted more meat on it. I don't know what the deal was. So they're just showing Brie Larson's butt. I don't uh, know. It's fine. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's it's um small. Yeah, it's not anything special. Well, you know, they needed a butt double. No, well, they got a butt double. Oh, here's the photo. Oh no! Well, that looks pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe it's the uniform. I don't know. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson walked by, and they were like, uh. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, you are not going to be popular <laughs> in Marvel. You're not going to work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm afraid this is not going to do. It looks like a normal butt. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think the, the, I think it's I just think that the costume picture. exaggerated yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. Who's that? Is that a? Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, Stephen Dorff grabbing her arm. <laughs> did you see the new? Uh, did you see? 
True Detective. Did you see the new? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, did you see the new trailer for Hellboy? Is that her? You think that's real? I don't know. I did see uh, the new trailer for Hellboy. We're looking at naked pictures of Brie Larson right now. If you guys are wondering what's going on, <laughs> what did you think of uh, the new trailer for Hellboy? Um, uh, it looked good. It looks really cool. It's the uh, it's the guy from it's the sheriff from uh, yeah, Stranger Things. David Harbour. I like him. Yeah, I think he's I think a good. People were really. He looks surprisingly almost exactly like the Ron Perlman uh, Hellboy. Like it's... his face just is shockingly. So, I, I agree, and I th- here's what I honestly think happened. They did uh, it on purpose? Or no, 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 no. Like... Ron Perlman, uh, he was getting up there. Yeah. Last I checked, Ron Perlman is almost like 70. Yeah. He's um, old as fuck. And, he, and he, Ron Perlman's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and he's never been a good he's, actor. He's 68. <laughs> he voiced Clayface in uh, Batman the Animated yeah, Series. He did, and he, uh, he does the... the he does the voice narration for like the countdown and stuff for the UFC. Every time they do those yeah. things, that's Ron Perlman. Him and the other, what's the black dude's name that I love? With uh, the most prestigious Keith, moment, Keith David. in all of yeah. Keith David. I Him and Keith. Love Keith he's David. the white Keith David. Dude, Him and he, Keith no, David. Keith David's way too cool to be put in a category with. All right, Ron you're Perlman. right. Yeah, <laughs> Keith David is way cooler. But um, all right, so here's what they did though. I'm not in the conspiracy series. Conspiracy con- con- theories. Con- <laughs> I'm, con- I'm not in the conspiracy theory. series, all right? <laughs> no Alex Jones over here, all right? all right? But this is what I theorize happened. This is what you theorize? Um, they wanted Ron Perlman originally to be in these new Hellboys, undoubtedly. Oh, unless it's a reboot, then they just fucking couldn't. That wouldn't no, they, make any they sense. wanted Perlman, okay? They wanted the Pearl. He died. They were reaching for the Pearl, guys. He died. And they had this brilliant idea. They said, we're going to take his carcass we're going to bring it to a taxidermist we're going to wrap it around the guy from his skeleton and his vital organs and then we're going to wrap it around david harper's body i like it and uh and then then give him the hellboy makeup which is really just the hellboy makeup over yeah for ron perlman really look at it i mean that's that's clearly david harp that's really ron perlman's physique with the chiseled abs and oh. the giant pecs. Have you seen him when he was young? He was shredded, dude. Was he? I need yeah. to look this Ron up. Ron Perlman was like fucking... Okay. He was like a he was like a bodybuilder. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. You never saw him in um... Oh, fucking what was that movie? Uh... Something about like Lost Children, City of Lost Children. Um, no. That was a cool movie actually. Uh, so I'm looking at some recent pictures of Ron Perlman from uh, the set of. Uh, Still looks pretty built for an old guy. <laughs> no, you know he definitely he has that. Uh, he's got that that uh, used to be. Yeah, used very to be muscular. shredded. Yeah, he's and got I, that look, for sure. He's got some titties on him. Well, yeah, I mean when you're set. No, no, no. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Like he's got those like residual. Titties, yeah, those resi- like, those leftover. There were so they were once pecs, but now yeah. they're deflated. He's a, he's a little older. Oh yeah, he was a pretty big dude. Yeah, he was like he was like a fucking built ass dude back in the day. Yeah. He's man, he's strikingly ape like. Yeah, right? no, he's a horrible looking person. Just something else. Well, that's the whole Hellboy thing. Is like he literally just looks like Hellboy. They just painted him red. All right, but the let's. I'm looking at the pictures from the Hellboy this costume. This is a hysterical choice of pictures. <laughs> so. I forgot how ridiculous looking that is. I mean, those are 
Those are so clearly not real pecs. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That was look, not his I body. Mean, not sure. that I ever thought they were real pecs, but now in retro, now that I've no, it's like the gotten ba- older it's, and I've it's I, straight up. It's the Batman suit. It's it <laughs> is. It is the Batman suit just glued onto him. Yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman, interesting. Ew. Oh, gross. is that Ron Perlman's anus? <laughs> I don't know. I think we why did we click on Ron that? Perlman's anus. Just like is, gross. Oh god, that's horrible. That's, that's really quite. Awful. I know what hell is. It's really Ron Perlman's awful. anus. Uh, and then also, I'm coming across some promotional pictures from the first Hellboy movie of him and Selma Blair, and these are just some god awful promo pictures that they uh that's thought, an action figure. no those are action isn't, but this is clear this is a promo are you sure that looks like an action figure dude i don't think so i think that's an action figure look at his arm look at his look at his non-hellboy that's definitely not an action figure no that looks like real selma blair but you think they photoshopped the action figure into that shot no maybe it was like a giant like life-size action figure and selma blair is, has uh, a, its arm around her yeah that's possible well, in any case, uh, regardless, David Harbour as the new Hellboy. Yeah. So, anyways, people were really like shitting on that trailer online. Really? I, I yeah, really I didn't good. get it. I, I mean, I was like, well, there wasn't much to it. It just looked like. Yeah, it was pretty. Like to me, it just looked like a, uh, just kind of like a regular, fucking superhero movie yeah. trailer. I it, don't know. Like, what more do they standard. want? I don't know. Um, do people want it to be something special? Do they want to see something different? Something yeah. unique. You know, Is that uh, Tom Hardy just looking terrible? I pulled up a picture of Tom Hardy from Warrior. And people are always talking about like how jacked he was in that movie and how great his... Yeah, I gotta say, I'm not impressed with his physique in that he movie. He doesn't look good in that no, <laughs> this photo. He looks He's quite all awful. like soft and fluffy. Like. Kinda, yeah, just that just looks like a dude. He looked pretty shredded in the movie, but not in that picture. I think they angled him up in the movie, yeah, you know. I'm they, sure. they got some good uh some good, good lighting on him. Yeah. That's um, kind of what they do. Warrior, yeah. That was the first movie I think where people were really Yeah, they definitely angled him up cuz you see some of these other pictures yeah. and they got him all chiseled looking. He's got some impressive traps, I'll give him that. Oh yeah, he's all traps. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some traps on him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, geez, man. That no, that can't be. Those can't be his traps. Those are tattoos, dude. No, those traps. I know, those but that tattoo his... definitely exaggerates those traps. I'm not, but it's the not tattooed side that's more impressive. His traps are definitely asymmetrical. Yeah, well, it's the lighting, man, for sure. Like those are definitely those are some monstrous traps. Make no mistake. What does he do? He just cleans all day? <laughs> he's, just, he's just hitting shrugs. He's just shrugs all he's doing and cleans shrugging, man. for six hours a day. It like, is kind of ridiculous if you look at it, because look at his, tra- no, his I traps see it. are extremely well, he, well defined. He's got no tricep. Yeah. His tricep is non-existent, so you know man, he's not... That shit just really nothing. makes me want to hit the shrugs, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? Squats, too. Squats will do that to you, because you got to... Yeah. Like, when you're doing high weights Dead, on your, on your squats, too. like, yeah... Why didn't he? Uh, why didn't he get some traps like that for Venom? I don't know, man. That would have been I don't think perfect. He was, for I don't Venom. think he was shooting for trying to be like muscular in Venom. Yeah, but wouldn't that if you would have saw that if they would have had a scene in that movie where like the symbiote is crawling well, up his back and his traps I remember, are I remember Eddie Brock from the comics and from the uh, from the cartoon being a big old beefy dude. Yeah, he, he was, was like built. a big football player, like dude. Yeah, he was really so, built. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's before and after, yeah. So it is like a yeah. That it, must have been like week one of 
shooting week one of the of the warrior workout yeah for tom hardy yeah, this. Yeah, you know what? Let's get away from this. This. This is. Yeah. We're staring. You know, we've gotten way too into just staring at men's bodies for for this podcast. Let's talk Analyzing. about something else. You know, you started uh, this with the whole Ron Perlman, young Ron Perlman. You know what? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I. I won't take credit for that. But uh, how did we get into that? There. There was something we were talking about, about Hellboy, the new Hellboy. Mm. I think that was young it. Ron Perlman had quite a body on him. Um, no. In fact, if you look... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just circle back around. Uh, Keep looping the same conversation. Over so over. here's a pretty neat thing we got going on that we started with today. Yeah. So we've been uh, fucking around in in space. Mm-hmm. And now what I want you guys to see here... Oh, shit. I forgot we left it on. So I can see everything on the game right now. Yeah, it's still still going there yeah the game the game's still going but we turned the tv off and uh it's really neat yeah we got we got cool where are you i can hear you talking to me but i i don't see you no i'm still matthew i'm Matthew. (laughs) i'm scared um the spider is jumping on me and i can't defend myself i don't know what to do it's if you guys have not tried uh virtual reality at this point you need to do it I mean, You've just got no to. reason why. I mean, if that doesn't look cool to you, just try putting it on. Yeah. It'll change you. It's pretty Let's crazy. See if you can see what's going on here. If I do that, I don't think you can. I, I think you can kind of... You can get like a little idea what's going on in there. Yeah. yeah give it a little you shake. You get a glimpse into Check it the, out, guys. You can get a glimpse into... Uh, a glimpse into, into cyber hole. reality. Um, one so thing I will cool. say... That's why I've got these little bands on. Yeah. They're supposed to help with, like, motion sickness. I didn't really get it too bad. But there was one game where you're, like, walking on uh, Mars or something. And mm-hmm. um, you, you got to kill got, a bunch of spiders. And you quickly kind of move forward. Yeah, you and then, move back and forth a lot. And it gives yeah. you this weird, like, vertigo. You do get it for a second. It's not, like, bad. But you do feel that slightly. Like, for sure, when we wrap this up, we're going to play some rounds on Blood Rush, though. We're definitely going to... Is that the horror movie that game? That was the horror movie movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're getting yeah. back into that. <laughs> yeah, the horror movie game is uh, Blood Rush, if you guys... Yeah, yeah it's pretty So good. it's from... Um, if any of you have ever played Until Dawn, Until Dawn is uh, sort of... I don't know how you would describe it. It's like a, uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure type horror game. It's like... Um, it plays like a movie, and it, it's really good. Like It has real actors. It has the guy from... Uh, has the guy from Mr. Robot on it. Oh, uh, Remy Malik? Sure. Yeah, no, that's him. <laughs> mm. It has uh, the girl from, like, the daughter from uh, Remember the Titans, the little blonde girl. Hayden Panettiere. Thank you for knowing all the names. <laughs> <laughs> People I don't know. Uh, I can describe them. Matt knows who they are. Um, no. The funny part is, is, like, in person, I am horrible at memorizing people's names. Only celebrities. He only knows. Yeah. He only knows famous people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So there is, there's them. Mm-hmm. There's a few other people. I can't remember who they are, but I know they're they're like in movies. But um, it's just like a scary game. You play through it, and you like you make decisions. People die based on what you do, and there's like problem solving. So uh, from Until Dawn, they used some of the same like. They used uh, some of the same stuff from that game, 
and they moved it into this like roller coaster style VR game where you're shooting fucking clowns and targets and shit and like you have monsters and ghosts trying to kill you from this this cart but yeah it's a uh, it's like a related game but it's really loosely related mm-hmm. blood rush blood rush <laughs> you'll yeah. like it folks um yeah so get a vr because you should mm-hmm. uh so from my not inconsequential research that i've done um i went the i went with the playstation vr because I already had a PlayStation, so why not, you know? Uh, seem- well, um, quick question. Why would one... Um, what would be, say, to stop you from getting an Xbox VR? So, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted... No, I was uh, joking. I you wanted actually, to see if I could actually get you to answer that question seriously. <laughs> no, uh, so the... The uh, the PlayStation VR actually can be it's like compatible to be plugged into the um, the Xbox, uh-huh. uh, but the 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 hardware isn't compatible in the same way. So it it doesn't actually have the uh, the motion detector thing on it. So if you're looking around and stuff like you can you can watch stuff on on the screen of the the PlayStation VR on an Xbox, but you can't actually interact with it the way uh-huh. you could. So. Like you would, you would have it like so, when you're playing non VR games or watching movies and stuff, and you have the VR on, you have your choice of like screens, and you go into this cinematic mode where everything's blocked out, but you have this giant screen in front of you. So like the small one is like a seventy inch screen. It's fucking huge. It's a big ass screen, and then it goes up to like a hundred and seventy inch, and you just have this enormous screen that you're like. You're like two feet in front of a fucking movie theater. It's crazy. Will you be able to go back to playing regular video games after this? Absolutely. Mm. I like video games. I don't always want to have my head fucking stuck in something. It's nice to play something on a screen. I Mm. still watch movies and stuff, but... It's kind of like... This is like smoking a vaporizer. Playing a regular video game is like taking a hit off a bomb. I guess so. Yeah. That's a it's quite a crude reduction, <laughs> but I see what you did there. No, this is a this is almost like this is fun, but it can be almost like it's too much. Like it's like yeah. a commitment to play. Right. You got to lock yourself into it. Like a video game, I could just pick that up and play around on it, and then turn it off when I'm done. Uh, I could see people. Uh, this would be like a fun thing to pull out at a party for sure. So far, that's been my favorite thing about it is like showing it to people and having people play on it. Like, yeah, yeah. But this little fucking thing pulled pulled out. Pop that back in. Yeah. So it's really important is these little rubber things on here. They block the light out, and that really helps you get absorbed in the game. Mm. But they get like popped out sometimes. They're a bitch to put back in because it never does what I tell it to do. Nobody ever does. Nobody listens to me. Um, yeah. But anyway, you have any, uh, movies or things you want to talk about from here? Or you want to get back to playing some Blood Rush? Let's get back to playing some Blood Rush. All right, guys. It's been fun. Uh, we will be back with a recap of the most recent UFC after I get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we talk about? We had some interesting stuff today. We just kind of, like, talked about some media stuff. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>